A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Listen closely. That's not just paint rolling on a wall, it's artistry. A master painter carefully applying Benjamin Moore Regal Select Eggshell with deftly executed strokes. The roller, lightly cradled in his hands, applying just the right amount of paint. Mm, it's like hearing poetry in motion. Benjamin Moore, see the love. No matter what you're looking for in a non-alcoholic beer, there's only one name that has it all. Athletic Brewing Co. Full flavor? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Award-winning styles you can get online, at the bar, or the grocery store? It's athletic. In fact, when it comes to amazing non-alcoholic beer, there's no question. It's athletic. Ask for it and find out. Go to askforathletic.com to find your closest retailer today. Near beer. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello and welcome to Room for Improvement, the podcast that solves your decor dilemmas to help you make your house a home. We're all interiors journalists. You might have seen our work in our magazines, Your Home and Homestyle, or on our website, yourhomestyle.uk. And one of our favourite parts of the job is answering reader questions. I'm Rebecca Messina, digital editor on yourhomestyle.uk. And with me in the studio today are Kirsty Duig, editor of Homestyle Magazine. Hello, Kirsty. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Uh, and we've also got Hannah Tribe, who's a staff writer on yourhomestyle.uk. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Rebecca. Every week, our panellists will choose a handful of your dilemmas from the digital mailbag and share their solutions. If you have a question for us, you can get in touch via our social media channels or just drop us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. So first up, we have a question from Carol, who sent us an email about one of our favourite topics, colour. She says, I would like to change the colour of my kitchen tiles between the units. What paint should I use and what sealant to protect? So Carol, you're quite right to ask the question because you do need to use a specialist tile paint to cover tiles because standard emulsion won't stick and it will just scratch off. So first thing to say is that preparation is key as with pretty much everything you do in your home. So you need to make sure that the tiles are really clean, free from any dirt and mould and grease and any grout residue. So use a sugar soap solution and scrub it and then leave it to dry so it needs to be completely dry. The next thing to do is to remove any sort of flaky or loose bits. So you can just use a rough grade sandpaper for that and just sand it, sand the tile surfaces and really scuff them up because what you want to do is create a rough surface called a key and that helps the new paint to stick. Uh, When you've done that, you can use a brush or you can use a little foam roller Um, and then you're ready to paint. So I basically like to use a brush to do the edges and go over the grout and then I use a foam roller to go over the top because that gives you a much smoother finish. Like with all paint, apply thinly, otherwise you will end up with brush strokes. Um, The next stage is to 
get your first coat of paint on and then you want to leave it to dry. Most tile paints are touch dry in one or two hours, but they do take four hours before you can recoat. So just do leave it that four hours because otherwise it can lift off the first coat. When you've applied your second coat, leave it to dry, leave it to cure. Leave it, I would leave it at least 24 hours before you do anything else. You can then go over the grout if you want to, to redefine it. And you can use something called a grout pen to do that. And they come in various colours. And then you want to apply a tile sealant. There's actually lots of really handy spray tile sealants that are now available. Rust-Oleum do one, which is called Crystal Clear Gloss. Or there's Polar Tile and Grout Sealer. Or another brand is Glean Tile and Grout Sealer. I've actually repainted some tiles around my fireplace. I used a Rust-Oleum tile paint for that. And then I used the Rust-Oleum Crystal Clear Gloss to spray over that. And, and the finish is brilliant. So what to look for in tile paint? Most of the specialist tile paints don't need a primer, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, you can apply them straight onto the tiles. They're really durable and they should also be washable and wipeable, which is obviously essential if you're looking to repaint kitchen tiles. Look for ones that have low VOC level and low odour. Those are going to be much, much better in terms of when you're doing the painting and in your environment. And also you want water-based because then it's really much, much easier to clean your brushes and your rollers. Mm -hmm. The company that produces the most different colours is Rust-Oleum. They do Rust-Oleum kitchen tile paint and that can be added to most tile surfaces. Not only is that low VOC and really durable, but it's also stain resistant and it's a mould and mildew resistant formula. And they actually produce a whopping 110 different colours. Oh, wow. Which one did you go for with your fireplace? So with the fireplace, I actually used a dark grey, mm -hmm. um, which is not that exciting. But obviously, <laughs> it was something that I wanted to kind of blend into the rest of the decor of the room. Mm. But... There are lots of other brands that do sort of smaller ranges. So Homebase have a tile paint called Maison Deco and they have nine colours and that's got a sort of satiny finish. And then V33, they do, I think, six colours. Dulux do a few colours and Johnston's also do a few colours. So the thing to do is shop around and find the best colour. In terms of price, they're all fairly similar. So you're looking at from around £20 for a 750ml can up to about £30. And a 750ml can will do about 12 metres squared. So that generally is enough to do a couple of coats on a small Kitchen yeah, that sounds like plenty project. for kitchen units. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not too expensive. But yeah, preparation is the absolute key. Get that right and then your paint will adhere and you will have a lovely finish. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having spent all your time painting something and then for it to kind of come off as soon as you yeah. want to start. Yeah. I was going to ask with tiles, can you use normal like masking tape, painter's tape? There's no special. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You need to be a bit more careful in case there's like a tiny bit of texture or like wibbliness. So get it really, really stuck down mm -hmm. with your thumbs yeah. before you start doing anything. Yeah. I just use normal masking tape. Yeah. But yeah, like Hannah said, just really stick it down properly and then don't take it off until you've finished the painting. But what I found with the tile paint is it's quite thick. It's sort of a slightly thicker consistency. Mm -hmm. The one I used was anyway to an emulsion. I use two coats and it's generally advisable to use two coats. But if you're going from, say, black mm -hmm. tiles to a really pale colour, you might need three coats. Yeah. All right, great. Well, hopefully that helps.
Our next question is from Arima, who got in touch via Instagram. And she asks, we have spotlights everywhere, but I love a cool lamp slash wall slash ceiling light. Any tips on how to get prettier lighting options without rewiring our whole house? So there are so many different things you can do. List them all. (laughs) I'm going to start with uh, wall lights. There are so many plug-in wall lights around at the moment. So you'll just attach those to a normal socket and then drill the fixing into the walls. If you can't drill, see if you can find ones with reasonably flat backs and you can hang these then with your picture hanging strips. Mm. Um, Obviously, you want to make sure they're not too heavy or get like heavy-duty picture hanging strips, but they can be entirely removable. If you can't find a plug socket near where you want to plug in your wall light, extension cables are your friend. There are loads and loads of really beautiful ones you can buy now. You don't need to be stuck with like a horrible white four gang situation. You can get something pretty and or find yourself some battery powered wall lights. Choose something that's LED so that you don't have to keep charging the lights and if they don't have rechargeable units in them and you need batteries then just use rechargeable batteries because mm-hmm. it's going to save you so much time in terms of table lamps it's kind of the same thing again you can get rechargeable and battery powered lights pookie have got some absolutely yeah. beautiful ones at the moment we love pookie absolutely gorgeous yes and in terms of ceiling lights again plug in you can get really really long flexes with a single bulb on the end then you can put any kind of shade you like on that oh yeah that's clever um, tala are a really lovely brand they sell them at john lewis and not only are they like super stylish and beautiful but they come with what they adorably call ceiling and wall nodes and they are fixings that you put into the wall or into the ceiling to kind of suspend the flex in a really beautiful kind of arched way but you can also use floor lamps to give you the effect of a pendant light if you look for arched or a very long reach you can put those next to your dining table have a lovely low light over the center of the dining table Uh, You can put them behind your sofa to have them reach over and create that effect of a pendant Mm. too. If you're not putting them behind a sofa or something that will help support it, you're going to have to spend quite a lot of money to make sure that the base is heavy enough to support that arch. The other thing that I've seen recently on Amazon, because I was having a little look for how I could add a bit more kind of a mood lighting to my bathroom, is actually a wall lamp that has a magnetic sort of clip. So you take the lamp itself off and you can, it's LED and you can recharge it and it just comes with a little cable. And then you just literally pop it back on using the magnet. It's really clever. They've got lovely wood effect ones, loads of different styles. And then the fixing itself can either be attached using sort of nails but the one I looked at was no drill and it can literally be stuck to the wall Mm. because I want something that I can stick to tiles and obviously I don't want to be drilling holes and tiles and rewiring (laughs) and all of that malarkey so so yeah those are really nice and the ones that I've looked at were all around sort of 30 35 pounds so reasonably affordable This summer's best flavors are at GNC. GNC has more protein and more pre-workouts and more flavors, starting at just $19.99. Like Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies Protein from Rise, C4 Energy's New Hawaiian Punch, and so many more. Hit the sweet spot this summer with GNC's collection of the best flavors from the best brands. Shop now at GNC.com or visit your GNC store today. 
Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. So let's take a look at another question. This one from Joan came to us through Instagram. Uh, and she's asking how to change outdated vertical blinds to pretty curtains on floor to ceiling windows. This is a good one because I'm really scared of window dressings. I barely <laughs> touched any of the windows <laughs> in our house. So I'm very interested in how you might go about Don't this. Don't be scared, Rebecca. <laughs> so the good news here is that you might already have a rail for your curtains. This might require a bit of fiddling, but it will save you having to do any new drilling. So firstly, try and take off the kind of fins that create your vertical blinds in the first place. They should be removable because they're designed for you to be able to wash them. Not that I've ever seen anyone wash them, but <laughs> they should come off. And then when you've removed the fins, you'll be left with a thing called a stem. And so have a look at the way that that has been made. It might be a hook. It could be a little loop or an eye or something. And you can potentially find yourself curtain hooks that will fit in whatever fitting you have there. So yeah. it will require a bit of shopping around. Maybe you'll have to buy a couple of bags just to see whether or not they'll fit in. But because the way that the blinds are built, you will be able to move that stem so that the whole face is forward mm -hmm. and it will behave almost like a normal curtain rail. If you're intending on hanging quite heavy curtains, then I'd recommend if it's a hook to glue the hook closed before you put your curtain hook in so it'll be mm -hmm. able to hold it really tightly. Yeah, it's a bit of a bodge, but it will save you having to do anything drill-wise. Yeah. So the next thing to do is to find your curtain. Because of the way that the vertical blinds work, all of the stems will stay an equal distance apart when you pull them, which means that you can't really have two curtains which you sort of split. Mm -hmm. So you'll need to buy one curtain to fill the whole space. Right. You can restring your stems so you can have like a a parting situation, but that is a whole thing. It's, this is making <laughs> drilling feel less daunting. Know, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Depends how much you want to do the drilling. Like, I mean, if you're in a rental, it might be mm -hmm. a thing that you can't do. So it is an option. There are lots of YouTube videos out there. Mm -hmm. But my advice would be to get one curtain. You need it to be ideally the entire width of your recess plus another half. Mm -hmm. And that means you'll get a lovely kind of pencil pleat situation. And you do need to get pleated curtains. Pinch pleats or pencil pleats, eyelets won't work in this situation mm -hmm. at all. They are slightly more expensive generally, but like the look and the warmth they'll give you will be absolutely worth it. The header tape could be a bit of an issue because you want to get the combination of the positioning of the curtain hook in the header tape and the kind of 
distance that the stem comes down, perfect. Because if your curtain is sitting higher than your blind rail, you'll be rubbing the top of the curtain across your the inside I of your see. alcove yeah. again and again and again. It'll be a pain. You can get away with it sitting slightly lower. And if it's sitting quite a lot lower and you can't be bothered with it anymore, I would recommend painting your blind rail the colour either of the curtain or of the wall, whatever you prefer. So you can kind of disguise it a little bit. Yeah, that's clever. And if you are going to paint it, prime it first. Because <laughs> it's likely to be UPVC or something. You can use a normal emulsion paint if you want to match the walls. Just make sure that you prime it. If this is all too fiddly and you're like, please just give me a curtain rail, remove everything entirely, mm-hmm. get a recessed curtain rail, and then you can have whatever kind of curtains you like. Yeah, The recessed curtain rails, you can cut to length. They've got particular brackets to make sure that the curtain rail fits perfectly inside the recess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, lots of options. (laughs) I did have um, vertical blinds in my kitchen, actually, Mm -hmm. when I moved in. And then I decided to remove mine. So I took the frame out and it did leave a few holes. So I just used polyfiller and you just need to apply that. Sometimes a couple of layers, depending on how big the holes are. And then just sand it with a really fine sandpaper so that your wall's completely flat. Then obviously before you put anything back up, repaint your wall. When you reattach your fixings for your new curtain rail, try not to attach them where you've put polyfiller because obviously that yeah. area is slightly less strong than the wall itself. But as Hannah says, you you want a recessed curtain rail because obviously you've got that space. I actually replaced mine with a roller blind just because I just prefer the look basically. And they, yeah, the, those sort of, they were very plasticky vertical blinds. They were just not that nice. So, yeah, it's much nicer now. You've just reminded me actually that Donelm sell a no drill kind of tension recessed yes, they curtain do. rail. Mm. Have you used one before? I have actually. Yeah. Yes, you're completely right. Yeah. And I've got one above my back door. Um, because my back door also had slatted blinds on a section of the door. Mm-hmm. So I took those off as well because I didn't like them. But then it lets so much light in in the evening or it's sort of a big black space. So what I've actually done, because it's slightly recessed, is used, it's sort of sprung. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to cut it, nothing at all. And you literally sort of, it sort of pops into place really, really easy. And it was pretty cheap. Yeah. And I've actually hung a long curtain then in front of the back Yeah, door. I was going to say, given that it's a floor to ceiling curtain, is there any limit with that kind of rod on the kind of weight or? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, you don't want anything too heavy. Mm. No. But if it's, somewhat heavy if you make sure that it touches the floor then the floor will take a little bit of the weight okay yeah. um, if it's completely yeah exactly <laughs> if it's completely free hanging then the whole weight will be on the rod and so that will put a bit more stress but actually if you go with if you do go with Hannah's method of rehanging the curtain onto the original hooks of the blind they're really strong mm. so you can work away you yeah. can put you know you can put a really heavy drape if you want on those because they're really sturdy so our final question this week comes from thora and it's a bit of a biggie time to visualize <laughs> Okay, so she says, I have a northwest facing kitchen, which, although it has a window at both ends, always looks cold. My walls, units and floor are all cream in an attempt to keep the room as light as possible. But the room always looks cold in the daytime. How can I make this room look more warm and welcoming? I would love to have some advice, please. So 
we've got lots of advice for you um, <laughs> because this is all about color and light and this is what we love to do. So first thing to say is the way to warm up a northwest or north facing room is to choose a color scheme with a really warm undertone. So what that means is you want a color that's got a very subtle yellow or pink or red undertone. So the fact that you've chosen cream is absolutely the best decision. It's a really good decision because that has a yellow undertone. So what can make it look really cool is when something has a bluish undertone or it's very stark white because that Mm -hmm. actually looks very cold. The reason that your kitchen is probably still feeling a bit cool is because you've got so much cream. So actually what you haven't got is any other tones to to sort of bring that coziness and warmth. So my advice would be to start adding some richer colour into there Mm -hmm. and not be afraid of the fact that it is the north-facing room. It doesn't matter. You can add colour and you can add darker colour. So your most sort of simple cost-effective solution is paint. And again, look for darker colours that have got that pink and yellow undertone. So that doesn't mean you have to go pink, although you could. Colours that I'd recommend to go with your cream cabinets that you might like to consider would be sort of pinky shades, like a blush pink, which Mm -hmm. has got that kind of brownish tone to it as well or like a pale terracotta there's a dulux color called copper blush which is gorgeous and then um, coat paints do a color called baked which is very similar really lovely yeah i've seen that one that is lovely. so nice you might also like to go with a warm green shade so i've actually got in part of my kitchen dulux it's crushed aloe which is a gorgeous colour. I've got it in my hall as well, and my hall is quite dark. And it's just, it's got like a lovely yellowy undertone. And so it really kind of brings out that warmth. And Lick do a colour called Green 01. Yes. Also gorgeous. Um, And also has that lovely yellow undertone. So when you're researching your paint colours, obviously what you want to do is choose something that you love, that perhaps ties in with the rest of the decor in your house, and obviously is going to work with your cream cabinets. But have a look at the big paint manufacturers, Dulux, Lick, Co-Paints, Little Green, they all have lists of paint shades on their website specifically for north-facing rooms Mm -hmm. so it's a really good sort of starting point for choosing your color what you can do if you find a paint you love and it's a bit too pricey um, is actually go to b&q or brewers decorator centers and they will color match your paint so you can then get it a little bit cheaper so once you have picked your color you want to paint a really big piece of paper i use lining paper for this mm. like wallpaper lining paper because it's really thick and it can take the, the paint because obviously if you just use sort of printer paper it's all going to soak through paint a really big piece of paper with two coats because that's how many coats minimum you're going to have on your mm. wall and then basically masking tape it up onto your wall that you're going to paint or walls and keep looking at it for a couple of days and look at it in all different lights because obviously as the light moves it will change and some of the brands now they use the wall stickers i don't know if you've used those before. Yes. i know lick do we've had them before in the house but you can peel them off and put them on different parts yeah of the wall. so handy yeah so handy and it's really although you know they'll cost a couple of quid getting all those test pots, but it's so worth it mm-hmm. the one time i didn't do that i painted what my sort of dining room ceiling which is very dark really really dark i painted it pink and I wanted a sort of dusky pink and I kind of got in a rush having done loads of testers and just bought one and I literally finished painting two coats and then just 
sat back and went, right, well, as soon as that's dry, I'm going to be painting that one again. <laughs> it was so, either that or never yeah. look up again. So I literally have got about, I don't know, about six coats of paint on that ceiling because it took so long to cover it up. But, you know, it was literally like, follow your own advice, which I didn't. But So do the testing. And then, you know, once you're happy, obviously work away, paint, paint your wall. Some other things that you might like to do, if you love pattern, you could actually introduce pattern with wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for vinyl wallpapers because they are wipe clean. I would advise against going for a sticky back wallpaper in a kitchen because all that steam, it's probably going to peel off again. Yeah, It's, you know, kitchens and bathrooms, you want to you wanna be sort of sticking that on with some robust wallpaper glue <laughs> because it you know it's gonna it's gonna get hot in there it's gonna get steamy lots of moisture but a vinyl is wipe clean really mm-hmm. handy and there's so many fantastic designs there's loads of designs that are kind of kitcheny quirky retro i mean really whatever takes your fancy but it's a lovely way to add some warmth and color and a bit of pattern if you've got space for a feature wall the other thing that can really warm up space and this is any space but especially a kitchen is adding wood and texture so kitchen's ideal because wood or even faux wood you can add in accessories like your chopping boards Mm. bowls spoons if you've got space and you can put up a little hanging rail Dunelm have got some really nice sort of black industrial style ones that they they brought out recently but lots of places to them you can hang up some lovely wooden accessories and chopping boards and it just adds that bit of warmth to your kitchen if you have a dining room table or if you're lucky enough to have a kitchen bar go for wooden stools wooden chairs just bring in that that lovely warmth if you've already got existing chairs you can add some warmth by adding cushions some color some texture tablecloths is a lovely way to sort of bring some warmth into a room and depending on what flooring you've got you can also add a rug so Mm. look for washable rugs because obviously there are going to be spills in the kitchen. There's going to be water splashed about. So look for a washable rug. There's loads on the market now. Choose a pattern or a, or a colour that ties in with your, your new wall colour. And, uh, and there you go. My point was going to be about texture. I think sometimes it's uh, tempting to think that glossy surfaces are the things that make your room seem lighter and bigger, but it, they yeah. will have that counter effect of making things feel cold. So if your cabinets are glossy creams, then repaint them with a matte cream. You'll instantly make everything feel a lot warmer. Yeah. You can also add in colourful or matte appliances, your kettles, your toasters. I also cover my hob with a wooden chopping board um, ah, yeah. because I find that that's kind of really shiny, really dark. And mm. so putting that wooden mm. surface over the top kind of transforms the feel of the worktop. And if you were going to add in some colourful accessories, like what kind of colour might you go for if you're doing, say, a kettle and a toaster or tea and coffee caddies? What might go well with cream? Pretty much whatever you like, yeah. really, yeah. because you've got that lovely neutral base. Mm. So depending on what colour you choose for your wall, then, you know, go for it. So really, a really kind of cheap way of adding a bit of fun and colour. I would just avoid metallics, I think, unless it's something kind of brushed, like mm. warm, like a copper or a, like a brushed brass or something. Otherwise, you're going to be adding in those colder kind of feeling elements again. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I was going to say also is about window dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we have just talked about curtains and blinds, but if you are 
looking to update your window dressing in your kitchen, then you could opt for a wood effect blind. I wouldn't go for wood in a kitchen because, again, steam, but wood effect, it just adds that lovely warmth to your kitchen. Or if you go for a roller blind, look for one that's suitable for use in kitchens because, again, you don't want to go mouldy. But again, that's a really nice way to add some pattern if you want to add some pattern. What I also really like are um, cafe-style curtains. So you have a little rail halfway down the window. Oh, yeah. And Parisian. This, yeah, yeah. Absolutely very, gorgeous. Yes, very cute. Yeah. And you can have like a single layer of like a lovely linen or a linen mm. look. And it's just enough to change the colour of the light very slightly. You can use a yellow or a natural coloured fabric and it'll just very slightly warm it up. You won't be losing too much light, but it's just enough, again, to kind of give that warmth yeah you get yeah. a bit of privacy and still spy out your kitchen window yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's all we've got time for this week we will include links to all the products we've mentioned in the show notes on our website yourhomestyle.uk so we hope you'll join us next week for a new episode of room for improvement and do send your questions to us at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk in the meantime thanks for listening thanks